You're listening to Club Management. I'm your host, Shannon Dawson, and on this show, we chat with artists, industry professionals, and DJs on how they're changing their communities through music. You can listen to the show on any of your favorite streaming platforms like SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Just type Club Management. And this is episode 40. Whoa, 40 episodes. This is absolutely wild. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in another week, another episode. Super happy to just be able to share these incredibly inspiring conversations with you. Uh, And it looks like we've grown a little bit with our Facebook pages, our Instagram, uh, and all over really. So if you're new to the show, we have an entire website where you can literally uh, binge listen to some of the previous episodes. That's at clubmanagementpodcast.com. I'm going to have that link in the comments so that you can run that up. Thank you for all of the support. I really appreciate it. You know, um, I was on a phone call with a friend this week and they asked me the other day, you know, how do I stay so focused on all of my projects that I'm doing, especially in a time like this? And, you know, I told them, I just, I just kind of have to, <laughs> like, it's hard to explain, but it comes to me naturally. Um, and it's not something that I force. It just kind of happens in my day-to-day life. Um, but, you know, I say all that to say that I've had a lot of friends during this period kind of put pressure on themselves because they feel like they're not creating enough or they're not doing enough with the time that they have right now. And I just want to let you know that that is completely false. Like (laughs) you should be using your time doing whatever you want to do during this period, right? Because you need to give yourself some credit. This year has been extremely rough for everyone globally. um, And don't feel bad about what your productivity looks like. I mean, productivity is literally individual. So that looks like something totally different for everybody. And the way that you go about that um, is in your own unique way. So do not feel bad. And I'll be honest, during the beginning of the pandemic, I absolutely did nothing. (laughs) And through that nothing, that's when the ideas started to roll in. That's when I felt like I wanted to give myself, um, give myself more energy or, or I had more energy rather to just kind of pour into my creative projects. So just be kind with yourself, move slow and at your own pace. And on today's show, we're actually going to talk about that, how different creatives have been handling and processing the pandemic. And I'm super, super excited to share this conversation that I had with Moroccan producer and artist Selwa ABD, who's based here in NYC. The multi-hyphenate makes music under the moniker Bergsonist. And Selwa transcends between multiple mediums to discover what makes us human. Last year, Bergson has captivated listeners with the release of her full-length project, Middle Quest, off Optimo Records. It served as a sonic autobiography of her identity and a project that really captures her genreless spirit. When she's not producing, Selwa's busy tending to some of her other community-based projects, like her Pick Up the Flow initiative a resource that promotes opportunities available to artists and creatives looking for income, grants, or scholarship opportunities. Or her really cool music blog, Bizarre Bizarre. Sewa sat down with me for a sweet chat about her music, how she's been processing the pandemic, and what Pick Up The Flow is doing to help artists in need. How are you? I'm doing good, you know? I'm doing the best I can, like, Honestly, this last month has been a really weird uh, period for me. And like, you know, I just like lost a friend not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, obviously all the hate 
been going on. It's crazy. Yeah. Damn, is it, it, it was your friend uh, they were in New York? Yeah, they were in New York. Um I mean not not covid related but you know, he died of a drug overdose and it just was so unexpected, you know? It really threw me for oh. a loop. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's it's, okay. it's crazy. It's like when we hear people dying, it's just like I can still I, I don't believe it's hard to believe, especially when we're we just stay home and we're we're still afraid of the virus and oh. it just it, it it feels like unreal. I'm like you yeah. know, no, it's possible. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. And I don't know, it's just the thought of, you know, feeling like maybe you didn't have enough time or you should have been there more for that person. Those are all those kind of things that are running through my head. And I'm like, damn, you know, like, I just wish I had more time to spend with him, you know? Yeah, but, you, you know, honestly, like, I feel like it's always, like, we feel like, oh, we should have, but, you know, it's... Uh, especially this year it, like we couldn't predict like j j just being staying sane was so hard mm -hmm. so being there for everyone is pretty hard like it's not our fault you know everyone's trying just to stay sane and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah like but, but i don't know like are you do you believe in religion um i i don't know i i so i believe in a higher power but i'm just not sure if that higher power is a man or what it even looks like you know yeah yeah me too it's sometimes I'm like maybe there's a destiny sometimes things are already written right. but i don't know like when you hear people from the science point of view you're like on oh, no it doesn't make any sense why there is so much violence like if there is a power, they should be able to um, alleviate all that violence. But at the same time, maybe it's part of like how, you know, it's like when you see animals, there is an order, like they all like work in chaos. Right. And somehow like there is so much violence, like for example, in the ants world, like ants are eating each other. It's insane. Like you see the mm. violence going uh, micro mm. and but it's life and I'm like, is it, yeah, I'm really, I don't know what to believe in. I, I believe in a power for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, kind of in the same place. Like, you know, if, if there is some sort of higher power, like why, yeah, why is all this destruction happening? But I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's for us to, to find out, you know? Yeah, maybe we can't. Like, I'm sure, like, I feel like there is a power, but there is things beyond our understanding mm. and, um, uh, yeah, it's very hard. Uh, damn, mm. I'm really sorry. It's it's so hard to. Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm so happy that you said yes to coming on the podcast. I'm really excited yeah. to meet you. Um, and yeah, actually, I just kind of want to start by asking, how are you? Because this has been a pretty weird space for a lot of people this over this last year. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. I've been actually. I, I was listening to your podcast with the uh, Kush Jones and Frankie. I really loved it, and uh, and I'm so happy you asked me. And I really appreciate your like what you post and how you're like like we can feel like you're passionate about music and it comes you. from your heart, you know. So it's yeah, I'm really happy to be here. And um, yeah, it's been. I've been okay. I, I'm mostly in my room. <laughs> 24 hours working online, doing things. I, I'm doing a school progr program. 
Nice. And uh, actually, I've been procrastinating the past few months because I'm always like, oh, I should do, I should be making music. I should uh, do pick up the flow. I should do this. Yeah. I should watch YouTube. So I always try to find the opportunities to not do the things <laughs> that I don't. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's so interesting because I feel like. I was just talking to my mom about this, actually. I feel like now that we have so much time to potentially focus on our creative endeavors, it's almost like, oh, my God, I have all this time. Now there's pressure for me to actually create, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, in comparison to, like, if we're just in our nine-to-five worlds, for me, like, my music and DJing was an escape from you know, the mundane life of, you know, doing work, getting up, working every day. But now that I have all this time to create, I'm like, oh my God, what do I do with this time? You know? Yeah. It's really hard because it makes you feel guilty. Like when you do nothing, Yeah. like you're like, oh, maybe I should just watch this thing or this YouTube video or Netflix. But to be honest, I feel like I, I used to feel guilty, but now I don't feel guilty. Like I really privilege uh, uh like value not value uh, like um organize my time around like period where i do nothing mm. because it's where it's where my brain shift and i can see things differently and if i'm thinking of a solution for a problem i have a different point of view that actually works better mm. so i really think it's important to have like days where when you do nothing you just uh you like feeling bored is actually nice yeah i think so and, too. and taking care of little things you know stay in your room trying to fix little stuff mm-hmm. uh i think it's very important i mean for me it is i I, I definitely think of that as a productive without mm-hmm. being productive you know yeah that's very true i always <laughs> say that like rest and reflection are the two key properties for creativity. Um, and for you coming from Morocco, how does it feel, especially during this time to be away, you know, so far away from family? Well, it's, it's actually, it's hard because I, I, at first, I mean, uh, before COVID it, it was okay because, you know, everyone is, uh, you know, is living their life. Everything is okay. But with COVID, a lot of people were sick mm-hmm. Um my mom uh, and her husband, they, um, their business, they have a re- restaurant mm. uh, stopped. So they had like issues with that. My dad also like he, he couldn't uh, go back to work. So he's been living with my, my grandma. Then my aunt died, oh. my grandfather and uh, another uncle also. So it's kind of like, it, it was so hard to hear all those news and hear my parents go through funerals and not being there because it was like it's hard to accept mm. like whatever they're living right now that th- that's their new reality and for me I'm like no no when, when I'll be there I- I'll see my grandfather I'll see my aunt this is not possible it's like right. it's hard to accept you know yeah oh my god my condolence is I- I'm telling you I'm Thank right you. there with you like this last oh, week I've just been kind of like you know, replaying the moments that I used to spend with my friend. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, this just can't be possible. You know, like he's my age. Whoa, damn. Really? How old was he? He was 30. Yeah. He was getting ready. Oh, damn. That's so soon. Yeah, man. So I just really been like grappling with that. And um, if anything, this year has really, you know, 
baby conscious and in, in checking up with all my friends and making sure everyone's okay, you know, because you just never know. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, it's it's insane. Like, y- yeah. That's why I'm like, honestly, like, when we get the vaccine, it's just so important to see people mm. uh, hang out, be, you know, c- create, um, make sure to... Yeah. just to take advantage of life it's because so it, when things ends that's it oh what can we do goodness. it's very true so you know I, I think that was one of the biggest reasons why i started this podcast i've always wanted to do something like this and now yeah. that i'm like forced to do it <laughs> in quarantine it's like you know what i might as well put all my energy into this it's something i like to do so let me just do it you know yeah, it, it, honestly, that's that's awesome. That's that's amazing, and I I feel like also it's a good excuse to um, just talk to people, just like maintain, you know, like a social kind of um, connection, which is so hard right now because like you would you would do it by text or Instagram, but it's not the same. Mm. And I feel like uh, yeah, that uh, honestly, I, like having like. Um, um conversation with people i feel like that was the thing that um made me want to stay in new york Mm. when when i i first came here like i would have i would meet friends and have really long conversation in coffee shops and then feel inspired and be like yeah i want to do this and you just feel the energy because like you feel like you're with other people Mm. like you're doing things you know like but when you're alone, it's just so hard to like feel like the drive and inspiration to just mm. keep um, creating. I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that we've seen that, uh, especially over this last year, that like without community, it's so impossible to thrive. Right. Like yeah. I think that we really built our existence almost and our identities through all kinds of communities, whether that's with you know, the people that we make art with, we DJ with, whatever have you, not having that this year has been incredibly tough. So I'm just like, you know, sitting yeah. at home alone, like, oh my God, what do I even do? You know? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It, yeah. I, I feel that's why, you know, like people see like, oh, clubs are like when clubs shut down, they just saw the nightlife aspect of it, mm. like kind of shallow, but it's not, it's like for a lot of people, it was like, such an essential part of the day uh, of the week, right. you know, to, like go to the club, meet everyone, just check up uh, on everyone, make sure everyone, uh, you know, is doing well and have conversations. And it was perfect. Cause it was like an in real life spot where you would do that and yeah. just, um, and now it's gone. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, let's have yeah. I, I think it's going to come back, you know, it'll take some time, yeah. but we're going to be okay. Um, or but, even just like you know, like have, like for example, the lot radio, or like have little um, spaces where people can just hang out. Yeah, that would be kind of cool uh, with music. Just have some sort of. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was going to say, it's funny that you mentioned that. I was at the Lot Radio literally like last week or something. I went to go see Jada Lorraine and Cosmo play, and I felt so excited. I was like, wow, my first social outing in a year, like people, civilization, you know? (laughs) That was the one you tweeted about. Yeah, that was it. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you know, 
it's pretty amazing. I loved it a lot because even during COVID, you would see people and feel some sort of like normalcy, like, you know, it's nice. It's nice to be around people and at the same time have music. It's just, yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful that they, they still continued doing what they do. And, um, and, and it's, it's also like, the, like I remember when um, during the summer I had um, uh, uh, Sana invited me to play at, on her show. Mm. I do a lot and I took advantage of that day to invite many friends so we can hang out outside. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a good point of, um, you know, like uh, where you meet people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait for that, honestly. Like, it's interesting coming back to the city, you know, after five years of living overseas, because a lot of my friends have moved out of the city or, you know, they've gone on to start their families or whatnot. So I'm literally, you know, learning the city by myself. So I'm excited to meet some new people. Have you been taking subways lately or? I've actually been like really horrified to take the subway. But I took it the, you know, the last week when I went to the lot radio, it wasn't so bad. Um, But yeah, I'm pretty far away from everything, which kind of sucks, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I've been actually, me too. I've been, I don't know why I'm like, I have... I'm traumatized by the subway lately because of the, I mean, I'm sure it's the media making you feel like Mm. you're not like, you know, and COVID, I'm sure it's safe to be in the subway. Like you wouldn't catch COVID and, but I I don't know. It's, it's weird how, how the pandemic um, made us ultra aware, you know, I don't know how to explain that, but um no i know exactly what you mean yeah and also we need you know like we need protection like as women like i've been thinking a lot about this like Mm. if something happened we don't have any like we don't like we need mace like we need some sort of tools to Mm. use because it's kind of uh crazy to notice all the like you know how women are like elderly people or children can they, we, they can't do anything when they are facing a danger a situation yeah that's very true and i think that was also the reason why i stayed away because you know there was like a whole there was like a week where there was like people getting beat up in the subway or stabbed i was yeah. like oh hell no <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah you know what it's so crazy that you mentioned this because i was i was talking to my mom about this as well like i just feel like everything is so um, just like the pandemic has really made everything like made us so hyper aware of everything, whether that be, yeah, just like hyper aware of all the bad stuff that's going on. So I just feel like every time I turn on my TV in the morning, I'm just literally blasted with really terrible information. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's it's crazy. I've been thinking the same, like, and and somehow we just retain that kind of information. So then we just think of that when we're outside yeah literally yeah. all day and there's like anxiety that comes with that right and then yeah like you can't get away from it because if you even if you're on social media right sometimes that those same kind of rhetoric and posts tend to float up on there and then you're like oh my god I don't even want to be on social media yeah. um oh my god it's like a literal never-ending circle <laughs> yeah to to be honest like like I would love like when the pandemic ends that people start like giving like uh, self-defense, like, 
you know, martial arts uh, classes. So we just, just so we learn like how to position ourselves if something happened, but also uh, learn to use, uh, I don't know, like, I, I think mace is legal, like a little uh, pepper spray but you can only buy it in a store, like you can buy it online. Mm. So it would be kind of cool to have access to that just to feel at peace, you know, just mm. to not have that anxiety every time we go outside. Yeah, it's very and, true. And it's, it's really unfair. And also like when you see like all the elderly people, like uh, elder, older people getting randomly attacked, mm. it's, it's, it's sad because... Uh, then it could be our parents. Like it's, it's so unfair that like we have to live in a society where like we need to actually have tools. Like we need to be, to protect ourselves. Hmm. It's so true. Um, And yeah, the, what's been going on with the Asian hate has just, that was also a part of my anxiety where, you know, I had to take a little Mm -hmm. break off of watching anything or any social media because you know, for yeah. someone who has literally spent my last five years living and working with the Asian community, it, it was just like, whoa, what, why, why yeah. is all of this happening, you know, and I don't, I can't yeah. even begin to wrap my head around it. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's, uh, that's why it's like, you know, it, it's sad like, that ignorance is just a trap you know all that that's that's ignorance that was spread is still like rooted in some people and um yeah it's not okay i i really hope things start to happen in city campaigns just like um sensibilization um yeah Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Let's talk about something happy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm actually, this is so yeah. nice. I'm really glad that I can talk to you about this though. This is nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, this, this year, even though it's been an absolute shit show, you have been churning out some incredible music throughout the quarantine. Um, oh. Yeah. And I really, I, I just bought the, uh, the edits album that you came out with last year and it's just so stellar. Like, like music like before covid uh, i've always been uh, productive in music like i would make music every every day <laughs> and just uh, save it and um, and and then with covid it, it made sense to actually release all my catalog mm-hmm. instead of just keeping it so i try to release every month and uh, and just try to use music as a te- therapy a practice Mm. so yeah yeah of course it's it's interesting because um i was reading your interview with the washington post where you kind of compared waking up and making music to like eating oatmeal in the morning which i think is so amazing (laughs) right like that's the perfect imagery the act of eating and like a part of our daily routines is like nourishment for the body and i feel like music is nourishment for the body and soul as well yeah it it is it's it's weird but um Especially, you know, like in the like in the beginning of COVID, when everyone was doing gardening, like little house activities, and I was in my room and I couldn't actually do any anything like that. <laughs> so the only, 
like I didn't feel like I don't know I, I felt like uh, uh, so uh, pressed like I feel I felt like I needed to do something like that would satisfy my urge and right. the only thing was music because mm-hmm. it was so direct and then it become it became kind of like a meditation practice like I would do it every day like after waking up and feeling the inspiration and being like okay let's do something and just say, you know, even some some days it would like the music would suck. I would just spend the day trying to find like create little sounds and save them, and then um, k- keep doing that until I would feel like confident with making a a, a pattern, a sequence, uh, a song. Mm. So it became yeah, like eating oatmeal, and I love how honestly like I feel like oatmeal is the best breakfast <laughs> you know like still cuts oatmeal it's oh, just yeah. like when, when you do it it's so satisfying and you put peanut butter mm-hmm. on it and cinnamon and it's just perfect oh, and uh, yeah <laughs> and feel, i'm kind of hungry right now <laughs> i recommend you know it's crazy like before uh, covid i've never had oatmeal mm-hmm. because i was like uh, following weird diets mm. and the diets were like oh you shouldn't eat carbs ta, 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 ta. no you you have to only eat uh, meat and be keto and it really fucked me up and then with covid i stopped and started eating carbs and i lost weight oh my god so actually keto is bad I mean, for me, it was bad, you know? Actually, the thing is, you know, it's like, you have to, the best thing to lose weight that worked for me was to uh, not uh, restrain myself, like eat uh, oatmeal and peanut butter, things that I love, Mm. but try to fast, like, um, you know, like after 8 p.m., I stop eating until noon. Mm. Like, try to have like a 16-hour fast during the day and it worked and I lost more weight than when I had keto so <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny so it's it's interesting that you said that so I just got off of the keto diet really? yes yeah so I was able to lose like 10 pounds which was great um nice. but I did get a little dizzy from not having enough carbs so now what I'll do is I have like, I'll set a, a, a certain amount of carbs that I can have for a week. That way I get my fix and I still feel good, you know, but um, I think a low carb diet for me is better because when I tend to have too many carbs, I get like super foggy. I can't get anything done, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, the key, yeah, to be honest, like, yeah, low carb, but have some carbs just to like feel like to have a... Um, uh, equilibrium in your diet mm. but also not feel like restrained I feel like when I, I used to be restrained I would think too much about one specific food like I would be obsessed with it mm-hmm. and I, I would I, I can't I can't function like I would think about oh when can I eat when can I eat mm. and since I, I I stopped doing that that pattern of eating now I feel like I'm more at peace somehow mm-hmm. and um and inter- intermittent fasting really helped. Like, honestly, it's the best tool. Um, yeah, it's a lifestyle hack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me. I agree. So I started doing that too after the keto diet. So I'll eat, I'll, um, I won't eat after eight. And yeah, I'll eat at eight in the morning and then try to sit, follow that same cycle. And it does really help. It really does help. Yeah. 
and then it's it's in our mind it's crazy it's like actually hunger we can actually uh, control hunger it's it's hard but uh, more we do it more more it, it gets easier i yeah. think yeah for yeah. sure so this explains why you have a track called what is it keto everywhere or, or something oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's very yeah. <laughs> Um, and I feel like a lot of your track titles tend to reflect what's going on, whether that be socially or politically. You've got one called Stimulus that I really love. Um, mm -hmm. The quarantine track is amazing. And then I think it's Racism Everywhere, which I also really love. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's weird because when, when I make music, like the tracks are, they don't, like, um, they don't have any, any title. So then the title, like the way I named uh, a track is uh, kind of like when I make music, it's just like whatever is in my mind. Mm. And I just, I, I don't overthink. I just choose words that come to me or that I remember from, uh, I don't know, an article that I read or something. And it's just like a flux. Like I try to like always uh, be in, in flux, like not have like blockages. Mm. So always be like, sometimes it would be random uh, it would it would make no sense mm. but it is what it is <laughs> oh my god I gotta hang out with you more because I am literally in my head all the time and especially now more than ever I'm always just like questioning like oh should I put this out is this good enough and I absolutely hate that like how do you channel that that energy of just being able to like let things be I, I it's very hard for me <laughs> Yeah, it, um, it's, to be honest, it's it, it's not uh, it's it's not our fault. It's uh, mm. I feel like it's the media and society that makes us overthink too much. Like sometimes, like in like uh, regarding certain subject, I would overthink and be like feel not confident, mm. or uh, even like uh, when I socialize with people, like when it's a lot of people, mm. I overthink too much. Like I. I you know, I'm really social, but when there's a lot of people, I just, I lose, like, I just, I'm, I become shy, and I, I start overthinking, you know, mm -hmm. and it's society, it's not our fault, but to be honest, like, no one is paying you to eat, no one is paying you bread, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, it's like, <laughs> fuck what people think, just do your thing, you know, it's your own life, oh. and, uh, that's, you know, if no one, if people judge, uh, let them be uh, pity and just mm -hmm. ignore that bad energy and just do your thing because, yeah, we, I always think of life like, like, it's, you know, life, like, it's crazy because it's like we're 2021, like 10 years ago, like, like everything goes so fast. Like, how did 10 years happen? Mm. so I'm like damn life really flies so we have to just do what we want even if it's imperfect even if we think we're not ready sometimes by doing it it actually shows you the way oh yeah. my god that was said so perfectly <laughs> <laughs> I know you know what I I do and I always end up doing whatever that scares me because I know like if I don't do it, I'll always have like this little hum in the back of my head, like Shannon, just do it, just do it. And like, I never like well, to have that anxiety build up for too long, you know? Yeah, well, I, I think I remember, I don't know if it, like I read something and 
you you uh, you want like you I don't know you did you wrote that you wanted to make music no yeah yes I want to learn how to produce but I'm I'm nervous about that too <laughs> no don't be honestly just do it it's honestly like that's actually something that like uh, happened to me before I started making music like people would make it look so complicated and something that I like it would make it look like something I cannot do But to be honest, the best way is to just um, get yourself like a a drum machine, something something tangible, so like that you, you can touch or Ableton, a- anything that like you feel comfortable with, and just start, and mm-hmm. just uh, try to find your own system and have fun. Then maybe l- look at some tutorials or ask people to show you how to use certain things, and just do it. Because it's like by doing it that like you learn your own system and then that system reinforces itself by all the information you get. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a journey. It's like, I feel like there is no right way to make music and everyone is able to make music, especially in this age. Like, um, I don't like people who just want to keep it to themselves because it's not, it's like everyone, sh- everyone can make music. It's so true. It's very, very true. So I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get. Yeah, it. do it. And if you need some help, like advice, just hit me up. I'm here. Um, uh, to be honest, it's it would free you because when you love so much music and you've been like you DJ a lot and you listen to so much of uh, so much music, mm-hmm. it actually tra- trains your ear. So I always think that 70% of making music, you already had it. Mm. Because, like it's the training it's like when when you're in front of your machine you know exactly the kind of music you like so when you'll be making sounds you'll be like oh i don't want this sound i want the other one it's like intuitive i don't know how to explain but it's it's pretty insane you know it's interesting that you say that because um i was chatting to uh dave Quam the other day and he was like i think you would be good at making edits like because you're essentially making edits when you're on the cdjs right like blending two songs together like you should just start yeah. making edits and see what you know take it from there so i was like you know what i didn't think about that yeah but also um if you get like a, a small drum machine you're gonna have so much fun like when i first started honestly Uh, I mean, that was my point of view. Uh, I had a hard time with Ableton and mm-hmm. I would be, I would spend so much time like watching tutorials and you would be just like random men making it look so complicated and I would <laughs> feel like I can't do it. And then when I got a drum machine, like a little Korg ER1, you know, it, you can do everything with it. It, it, it was just so so much fun. And I would I would make a pattern and then uh, uh, use a Zoom recorder, you know, like the H4N. Mm. And you just plug it to the drum machine and record. And there, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds easy. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to get in something. You know, my friend was, my friend gave me um, an Ableton, like one of those Ableton push boards that you can like just connect into Ableton and do it. So nice yeah um i wonder i don't don't know where like who gives good uh, ableton tutorial but yeah it would be kind of cool to have like um, a tutorial with someone that shows you tricks Mm -hmm. instead of like showing you every like you know like like 
in in basic uh, Ibutsun tutorial, it always gets very confusing because people just show you everything, mm. and you, you don't you don't get to actually know how to use it. Right. But if someone just show you how they make things, it would be actually really cool because then you can use the push to trigger samples and just like create compositions. Mm. But yeah, I de- honestly, definitely just do it. <laughs> oh my god i'm so shy okay i'm gonna do it i'm definitely gonna do it. it's the best you know because i i feel like when you just start making music it's like um you have a fresh uh canva like you, you feel like so pure you know what i mean like you don't have um uh, influences and thoughts you just like experiment on your own and discover things and it's the best it's 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 really the best uh um moment for sure um you know what i love about your production in particular is it's yeah like you said i think flux is a great word to um explain how you make your music because there's always this really amazing balance between you know the like different rhythms and obviously you can hear a lot of your background coming from morocco and the music that you make um, a lot in Middle Quest as well, which dropped last year. And that was that like your first uh, full length project or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my first uh, uh, album. Mm-hmm. And I loved like the, the guy who run, runs the label, um, Keith uh, Twitch. He's the best, like he's, you know, he's been in music for like really long time. So you feel the love, like he really loves, he really loves music and he's still DJing and running his label and he gave me full control. Mm. Like, like that was the first time a label uh, allowed me to choose the tracks, wow. you know, because usually people choose the tracks for you and most of the time, it's not good selection, you know, it doesn't reflect. <laughs> and with him, it was, it's, it's so nice because uh, I had full control and we would, uh, uh, he also gave me control for the artwork. So I was able to experiment and use mm-hmm. my 3D. So it's kind of nice to have that relationship with a label and have a, a trust, but also have like this uh, um, support from someone who actually support what you do your vision and he has been doing it for a long time so mm. yeah definitely i think my best work like if i die I, i'll be happy because that thing is out so oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's, there's a lot of good gems on there so like the track okay. the self-entitled track middle quest is incredible with that like really just beautiful like chaotic like melody of drums it's just so amazing um and then gaza border violence too i've been playing that back to back like all week yeah thank you so much thanks yeah yeah yeah. Um, how how is this project aged for you like considering the year you know like yeah um it was weird because it was released last year uh last january and um I was supposed to tour and promote the release, mm. but with COVID, yeah, it's, it, um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, 
Um, to be honest, it, it, it was amazing to see like a lot of people that I wouldn't think would listen to my music listen to it. Mm. Like this guy, he's a filmmaker uh, from Morocco and he loved it and he was like, oh, I want you to score my film. Oh my God. So it was thanks to this uh, release and I was like, I was shocked because before... Like before the release, I was like, "Oh, my dream is to score a movie." It's my dream. My dream is to score a movie, and then that happened. It was wow. just so insane. That's so beautiful. I love when life comes full circle like that. You know. <laughs> and also, uh, uh, an artist uh, from uh, uh, New Mexico, uh, she hit me up and she was like, "Oh, my friend, my coworker showed me your music. Uh, can would you be interested in making a, a track for my ex exhibition?" And it was just so weird to see all that uh, feedback from a very different kind of audience. Mm. And, and, and that's what I like. I like to, I mean, it, also like, you know, when you DJ and people have no idea who you are. Right. And, and I, I love that kind of relationship with the, with the audience. It's like when they don't know who you are and then, and, and it's just like they discover you for the first time and, yeah they, they get to experience your energy for the first time i love that as well yeah um, but also i get a, like kind of anxious before i play <laughs> so i'm like i hope they like it but then that kind of goes away after i play my first track you know um yeah. but yeah i love it i really love that and you've been doing a whole lot with making music and then with your with your blog bizarre bizarre like that's incredible too and pick up the flow which has been an incredible resource for myself and so many people um, and creatives that are looking for potential opportunities or, you know, um, you know, internships, scholarships, uh, grants. I mean, I think it's so beautiful. Um, how did you start this idea for Pick Up the Flow in particular? Thanks so much. Um, yeah, it's so weird. Like, um, well, I started, the, I, I, I mean, it, it, it was in the beginning, I remember, um, it, it was uh, one day mm -hmm. I went uh, on Craigslist to buy a, a drum machine mm -hmm. and I was just so, so shocked because people were like so creepy like you know like like people who list stuff like sometimes you don't know if they're legit if it's a scam and I was like damn I go every week to shows I know so many people in music in New York like why do we have to use Craigslist to buy gear. Mm. Like we should do that uh, within our own community. And uh, I remember talking to a friend, um, she, uh, she's a musician, um, Laurie Napoleon. Uh, she, her name is Anten, Antens. Mm. And I was like, you know, I want to do this, but I'm not sure. I want to create a Facebook group, but I'm not sure. I was like, <laughs> so it's, it's like what you said, like, uh, I wasn't ready to do it. Should I do it? I don't know. Then, and then she was like, no, just do it. Just create the thing. And so uh, after that, I uh, created the Facebook group and started to add my friends in music. And then slowly people started adding their friends. Mm. And then slowly became this like Facebook group that is used as a Craigslist alternative and also like a forum, people would just ask questions. Where can I get this? Where can I get this? Mm. And then, uh, yeah, that was 2017. And then in 2000, 
um, uh, 18 and 19, I started uh, doing like a radio show at the lot mm. with uh, my friend Stefan. Uh, we would like invite people, like we invited uh, The Forest, uh, Kevin Beasley, uh, Tyler Dime, and yeah, so many friends to just be on the show. And we also like organize a swap meet, mm. like at Moodring and at uh, MoMA PS1. So it was kind of like, it, it was great because during uh, around 2019, we started leaving the online sphere. So it became kind of like uh, in real life. Wow. And then COVID happened. And uh, I remember I was, um, I was so upset to um, not be a citizen because I, I, I felt so, uh, so scared. Like um, when, uh, you know, like uh, around the, the summer, when the protest started to happen and uh, hearing that uh, some people were detained because they didn't have their cards, mm. the green card and everything. So yeah, I was so scared of ICE and I was like, I can't, like, I need to be useful. I need to do something like I can't just be sitting here making music. Like right. already being in New York is such a privilege because like what I have here, I would never have it in Morocco. Like the life here is so nice. Like mm -hmm. I'm so thankful, like honestly. And I was like, I need to do something and, and, and help. So then it became kind of a, a ritual. I would wake up in the morning, look for opportunities, grants, because you know, people were like, uh, 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 what people, what we need is money. Mm -hmm. And it's not a, a little flyer like a, a little uh, Instagram post. We need, we need money. People need money. The people can't afford to, to, to pay rent, can't afford. And, and the money is here. That's like what's insane to me. It's all the resources are here, but only a few people like privileged people have access to it. People who went to art school, who have connections. And, and, and just uh, uh, when I wake up in the morning, I just feel so much energy to be like, yeah, I need to find these things and just make them available. So it became kind of like a ritual and I would just do it every, every day. Mm. And, uh, it became kind of like a drug. I would, I, I would be obsessed with finding those opportunities that most of the time are hidden mm -hmm. and, 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 and they shouldn't be. And it's, it's just a shame that in New York, like there is so many, th th there's a lot of money circulating, but only privileged people have access to it and um terrible um yeah. you know i was attending uh, a little bit i was attending some of the um meetings that the music workers alliance would have and i just realized that you were also helping with the team <laughs> i didn't put two and two together until now um but yeah just to hear some of those really heartbreaking stories from people in the industry that you know, went with a whole year, just had their whole year of bookings or, or salaries just absolutely cut and taken away. It was yeah. really heart wrenching, really terrible. Yeah, it, it, it's it's insane because uh, I mean, I'm like some people, like I'm thankful I got unemployment, but I can't imagine people who didn't have any unemployment how they did to survive. And uh, uh, yeah, around that time, 
I joined Music Workers Alliance. It was around uh, March, April. Mm. And it, it was so nice to be part of it. And I, I was uh, taking care of the social media and doing graphics every day. And it was nice to meet everyone and feeling and running the, the campaigns with everyone. Mm. But at a certain point, I felt, um, I, you know, sometimes it's hard to, to, like, I felt like I needed to, I needed to find a way to make money. Mm. So I enrolled uh, in a school program because I was like, okay, music is gone for now. I need to find a way in the long term that um, so I can sustain myself and actually have an income without relying on on, on freelancing because it's really hard. Mm-hmm. So I joined this uh, uh, design uh, online program and at the same time I was doing pick up the flow because I was like, like I want, like if I want, if I, if I want to bring something uh, out there, I want to bring money. Like I don't want to, I don't want to use my energy to, uh, to organ, to just organize because it's really hard to organize. You know, it, it takes all your energy and sometimes you feel like going nowhere because no one would show up to, to protest and you would feel kind of scary right but when you think about it if people have money they can actually fix a lot of issues right now mm-hmm. you know that's a fact i mean the world i mean we can't do anything without it <laughs> so yeah. you know. it's, it's just so sad that all all people all we need is money like if everyone has enough um, money to to pay their bills salary and just leave afford to pay for i don't know education uh, programs and everything like everyone would would live a great life and uh, and that's what we need I, I feel like people like um i don't know i think it's <laughs> it's complicated yeah yeah it's complicated yeah but, but uh yeah organizing is also essential because it, it actually makes things happen uh it really makes things happen uh, and, uh, yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> I know it's really hard. I just, yeah. I just hope that you know when we do return to whatever the new normal is, that people just really acknowledge how terrible this last year has been, and come into this new world with a better sense of you know how can I look out for my friends, how can I look out for my community, and yeah, yeah just be there for one another because that was definitely not happening before before the pandemic. You know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And also, I mean, it's nice that people, a lot of people have been helping, you know, just Bandcamp Day, I think for musicians, it was a great um, tool, mm. like, like to just feel that um, people would actually listen to your music and buy it mm. during the pandemic was, was uh, for me, helped me a lot, like to, to sell things online. And these oh, yeah. uh, women also helped uh, all uh, their the artists on the roster. Mm-hmm. So they they really it, it was amazing to have uh, the help from different kind of people and uh, yeah, you feel community in that sense. Of course, uh, you know we can. Like I said, I think it's been 
interesting to not have that. So it's, yeah, it's a very strange feeling, but, um, you know, I'm happy. I'm so happy for you that you, you're, you're doing somewhat okay during this time, you know? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, to, to be honest, there's a lot of, uh, I, I was going through a lot of mental, it was really hard. Like yeah. I, I would have mental breakdown and, um, yeah, like feeling like you don't deserve things and feeling like, oh, what did I do with my life? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a failure. <laughs> that all the YouTubers, they make so much, you know, I was obsessed. I was like, damn, I'm, YouTubers make so much money, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like uh, they live their life making income and we're here struggling. And <laughs> But at the same time, um, you know, I feel like it's just, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Um, yeah, COVID makes you think like pessimistic and you feel like there is no issues. Yeah, man. But I think um, literally, yeah, like it, it's it's not like comforting, but it is uh, a little bit comforting to know that it's not just me, right? Like literally the whole world probably feels this way at this time. So yeah. Yeah. And, and especially if you're alone, like it's really hard. Like I can't, I really hope something happened like that people can actually like being alone is really hard and I'm thankful I wasn't. And I I can't imagine how, how it was for the people like, uh, yeah, it's such a hard times, but people online make make it make it look like it wasn't, mm. and then you feel guilty. You're like, oh, look at what other people did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I was going through this last week and a half. So, like, imagine yeah. just like you know, I'm grieving, and then there's all this destruction and hate crimes going on, and then you yeah. get on social media, and just people are over there just you know, totally capping, like, oh, yeah, I got this going on, I got this coming out, and I'm like, I'm not in the best mood to receive any of this information, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that off, too, there's, like, there's a certain level of anxiety that comes from being on social media where you feel like you need to keep up with everyone else, and I just had no energy for it. Yeah, it's so hard. It's, like, at the same time, you want to because you want to be, that you want to be close to your friends and talk to your friends and everything, but at the same time, it's so toxic. Mm. I feel like it's toxic because it takes all your energy and you feel like, and then even though we know we shouldn't compare ourselves, we do it without thinking and we waste our time. It's, it's a waste of time. I think it's good to like maybe disactivate social media like for a few days and then come back to it. Just try to find like a new kind of lifestyle with social media. So it doesn't, uh, over uh take you know your space that is very true Um, yeah yeah but um well wrapping up here i got two more questions for you um what are you working on next are you are you planning to release anything this upcoming bandcamp day or uh yeah i'm i'm gonna release a song a track that my brother uh, wrote uh, with the, uh, the uh, vocals from my aunt who passed away. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's weird. Like, I feel like he, because he, he, he did this track that I really loved. Like, it's very like deep house, uh, melodic. And it makes me think of the 
summer, but also having the sound of my aunt made me want to release it on Bizarre Bizarre. So I'm going to release it there. Uh, it will be free uh, download. Uh, just to, you know, so, you know, it's just so unfair because people die and then everyone's forget, you know? Mm, right. But you it's, know, like, that's so beautiful that now, hold on, the, the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what's happening? I hope it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? That's why I'm, I'm so fascinated by audio, like podcasts, music, right? Because now you have like an artifact of someone, you know, God forbid, if anything happens to them, like you can literally listen back to, you know, your, your aunt's voice and have a piece of her still here with you, which I love so much. Yeah. It, it's really amazing. It's like, I, I mean, to be honest, like I, I've been listening to podcasts, like I, like um, the Red Bull podcast, like Airbnb. Mm. are really I mean I don't like Red Bull but they're really such a gem <laughs> because they interviewed like so many amazing artists and just hearing them you know giving you advices and tips yeah um and then before uh, the pandemic you were actually starting to throw a few parties right or uh yeah I had a party with the Sana mm. uh because we run this uh, project called Affect. So we we had like a monthly kind of thing at uh, Mudring, but we also did like one at Bossa Nova and one at Le Bain. So it was kind of a, yeah, it, it, was, it, it was regular. And our motto was like, so in our party, we would just invite one guest mm. and split like, uh, give minimum 300 bucks like, like we don't uh like we're transparent we're like this is a way to uh pay people mm-hmm. so yeah we were very like upfront and like, we were like we we only want one guest and split whatever we make into three so mm-hmm. sometimes we pay like 300 or 250 or 500 depending on how much we get and uh yeah yeah that's a good it was great it was great because it 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 was also a way to see friends and um yeah i really miss uh affect with sana and and, um yeah that's life (laughs) it's okay everything's gonna come back to normal and yeah i'm kind of scared though you know Are, are you scared I'm really scared, actually. Uh, I was literally yeah. just talking about that with Bach on the last episode. He was telling me that, like, for a brief second, they opened up things in London and everybody went rushing to the bars and it was just almost overwhelming. And I'm not even going to lie, like, even at the lot radio, I didn't get up too much. Like, I stayed <laughs> in a corner by myself. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just so, I was almost a little overwhelmed by the amount of people and then, yeah, yeah being too close to people, you know? Yeah, it, it's 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 scary. Sometimes I'm like, especially when you see friends you haven't seen for a long time, we tend to forget. Like sometimes I like I remember during the summer I would hug people and be like, but I'm the biggest paranoid person. Like I'm like a COVID freak. I have alcohol with me all the time. Like, like you know, spray alcohol on everything, and I'm just paranoid. And I would I was hugging people so, 
yeah it's scary to to be in like in places where there's a lot of people especially like sometimes you would see people taking off their mask mm, you know right because they're drinking but at the same time they would just keep it down for a long time i don't know <laughs> yeah no yeah that's scary too right yeah. and then i was like going into the porter potties you know the little outdoor bathrooms <laughs> oh no <laughs> even that there was a level of like real intense fear because who knows what goes on in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, it's true yeah it's, it's a mystery yeah it's definitely <laughs> a bit scary I'm also yeah. nervous that if they decide to do festivals during the summertime like what's that mm-hmm. gonna look like because yeah that that's I'm really yeah that's really scary I, I don't know it's um I, I, if if someone asked you to DJ would you do it oh my god that's a great question um I don't know. I I really don't. I think I would have to think it over. It depends on if they have, you know, proper safety protocol in place. If there's yeah. not going to be like a ton of people, there's definitely got to be like some safety guidelines in place in order for me to agree. If not, yeah. no way. Like I do not want to get caught playing at one of those like COVID underground raves. Yeah. No oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that, that's crazy. I don't know how people... I mean, even if, like, you know, like, I, I met people who had the vaccine, and even with the vaccine, they got COVID. Mm. So, yeah, we have to be careful. It's not over yet. Coming out of the interview between me and Selwa, also known as Bergsonist, that is her producer name. What a beautiful soul. I can't wait to meet her in person. Um, we haven't met, obviously, because of the damn panoramic. <laughs> but I'm super in awe of her music and what she does with Pick Up the Flow and Bizarre Bizarre. I mean, that's community work at its core, which is all what this podcast is about, right? Like what people are doing not only within their own artistic realm, but how they then use that to help others. So super excited that she's got that going on. I'm going to have links to pick up the flow and Bizarre Bizarre, both in the comments below so that if you're an artist who happens to be looking for, um, you know, ways to make income during this time or grants, other opportunities, I'll have that in there. And I'm going to have some info written up on our blog on the website as well. So that's clubmanagementpodcast.com. I'll throw that in the comments as well. And please read up on Bizarre Bizarre and support Selwa's music on Bandcamp. Now that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and stay tuned. We've got a lot more incredible conversations coming up in the next months. Uh, Also, I have introduced the Club Management Podcast playlist that's going to be coming out on Currents FM monthly. So please stay tuned for that. I'm going to be sharing music that I've been locked into and that I'm just, you know, really just gushing over. So excited to share that with you. If you have time, please donate to the pod up on our website. We use those resources to bring you the best shows every other week. So please think about donating to the pod. You can also visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash clubmanagement1. Until next time.